Chapter Three of Donald Grant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Devora Allen. Donald Grant by George MacDonald. Chapter Three, The Moor. The night began to descend, and he to be weary and look about him for a place of repose. But there was a long twilight before him, and it was warm. For some time the road had been ascending, and by and by he found himself on a bare moor, among heather not yet in bloom, and a forest of bracken. Here was a great beautiful chamber for him. And what better bed than God's heather? What better canopy than God's high, star-studded night, with its airy curtains of dusky darkness? Was it not in this very chamber that Jacob had his vision of the mighty stair leading up to the gate of heaven? Was it not under such a roof Jesus spent his last nights on the earth? For comfort and protection he sought no human shelter, but went out into his father's house, out under his father's heaven. The small and narrow were not to him the safe, but the wide and open. Thick walls cover men from the enemies they fear. The Lord sought space. There the angels come and go more freely than where roofs gather distrust. If ever we hear a far-off rumor of angel visit, is it not from some solitary plain with lonely children? Donal walked along the high tableland till he was weary, and rest looked blissful. Then he turned aside from the rough track into the heather and bracken. When he came to a little dry hollow, with a yet thicker growth of heather, its tops almost close as those of his bed at his father's cottage, he sought no further. Taking his knife, he cut a quantity of heather and ferns, and heaped it on the top of the thickest bush. Then, creeping in between the cut and the growing, he cleared the former from his face that he might see the worlds over him, and putting his knapsack under his head, fell fast asleep. When he woke, not even the shadow of a dream lingered to let him know what he had been dreaming. He woke with such a clear mind, such an immediate uplifting of the soul, that it seemed to him no less than to Jacob that he must have slept at the foot of the heavenly stair. The wind came round him like the stuff of thought unshaped, and every breath he drew seemed like God breathing afresh into his nostrils the breath of life. Who knows what the thing we call air is? We know about it, but it we do not know. The sun shone as if smiling at the self-importance of the sulky darkness he had driven away, and the world seemed content with a heavenly content. So fresh was Donal's sense that he felt as if his sleep within and the wind without had been washing him all the night. So peaceful, so blissful was his heart that it longed to share its bliss. But there was no one within sight, and he set out again on his journey. He had not gone far when he came to a dip in the moorland. A round hollow with a cottage of turf in the middle of it, from whose chimney came a little smoke. There, too, the day was begun. He was glad he had not seen it before, for then he might have missed the repose of the open night. At the door stood a little girl in a blue frock. She saw him and ran in. He went down and drew near to the door. It stood wide open, and he could not help seeing in. A man sat at the table in the middle of the floor, his forehead on his hand. Donald did not see his face. He seemed waiting, like his father, for the book, while his mother got it from the top of the wall. He stepped over the threshold, and in the simplicity of his heart, said, "'Ye'll be going to have worship.' "'Na, na,' returned the man, raising his head, 
and taking a brief hard stare at his visitor. "'We dinna set up for praying folk in this house. "'We lay that to them it kens what they had to be thankful for.' "'I made a mistake,' said Donal. "'I thought you might have been going to say good morning to your maker, "'and would have liked it to join with ye, "'for I ken not what I had not to be thankful for. "'Good day to ye. "'Ye can bide and take your porridge, can ye like?' "'Oh, na, I thank ye. "'Ye might think I came for the porridge and not for the prayers. "'I like as ill to be counted a hypocrite as gin I were one.' "'Ye can bide a hair worship with us, gin ye take the book yoursel. "'I canna lead whereas none to follow. "'Na, I'll do better on the moor, my But the good wife was a religious woman after her fashion, who can be after anyone else's. She came with a Bible in her hand and silently laid it on the table. Donal had never yet prayed aloud except in a murmur by himself on the hill, but thus invited could not refuse. He read a psalm of trouble, breaking into hope at the close, then spoke as follows. "'Friends, I'm but young, as ye see, and never afore dared open my mouth in such fashion. But it comes to me to speak.' and wi' your leave speak I will. I canna help thinking the good men's in some trouble, sick like maybe as King David when he made the psalm I had been reading in your hearing. Ye observed how it began like a stormy morning, but ye heard how it changed or all was done. The sun comes out bonny in the end, and ye hear the birds beginning to sing, telling nature to give o'er her greeting. And what brings the good men to his senses, do ye think? What but just the thought of him it made him, him it cares about him, him it mung come to ill himself afore he let anything he made come to ill. Sir, let's gang down upon our knees, and commit the keeping of our souls to him as till a faithful creator, who winna miss his part atween him and his. They went down on their knees, and Donal said, O Lord, our own Father and Saviour, the day ye has sent us has arrived bonny and grand, and we bless ye for sending it. But eh, our Father, we need mere the light that shines in the darker place. We need the dawn of a spiritual day inside us, or the bonny day outside when I gang for muckle. Lord or might, speak a word of peaceful recall to any dog of thine that may be worrying at the heart of any sheep of thine that's run away. But dinna call him back so as to leave the poor sheep behind him. Fest back dog and lamb together, O Lord. Hold us all for ill, and guide us all to good, and our morning prayers o'er. Amen. They rose from their knees, and sat silent for a moment. Then the good wife put the pot on the fire with the water for the porridge. But Donal rose and walked out of the cottage, half wondering at himself that he had dared as he had, yet feeling he had done but the most natural thing in the world. "'Who abodies the wind through the day, wantin' the lord of the day and the hour and the minute, is he aunt me?' he said to himself, and hastened away. Ere noon, the blue line of the far ocean rose on the horizon. End of chapter 3